Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. I hope that we're finding you well. Uh, we thank you for the opportunity to come across your airwaves. I'm so excited today I, with me. Uh, you've met him before as Pastor Tony Miller, decades in the ministry, worked in the Bible College ministry, uh, uh, worked as a pastor for decades, and uh, was a pastor of Morningside Baptist Church here in Greenville, South Carolina. Was kind of my pastor, my help pastor, I guess, for 10 years or so, and, and uh, just so thankful for him. Thank you. Uh, Pastor Miller for being with us. Good today. to be with you again, Doug. Yeah, and uh, Pastor Miller's actually filling in for the vacation in Stephanie Wesco. So we're really exciting that Stephanie uh, has an opportunity to be with those eight kids. I think they got a tent. She sent me some pictures of frogs and uh, kids naming frogs and turtles and things of that nature. Okay. So I'm really excited for it. And uh, I was telling Pastor Miller. So since last time he was here, uh, we've we've had this little swap where we no longer do. Uh, you might be right with God, or uh, you might be a knucklehead if, and, and you guys know this, so for about the past month and a half, uh, we've been doing a segment where we've been talking about uh, a characteristic of PTSD. So we start every program that way, so that those of you who are suffering from PTSD, those of you who are hurting, uh, will get to hear a particular subject. And then what I want to start with is bitterness. And, and Pastor Miller, I'll tell you, bitterness is a terrible thing among those of us who suffer from PTSD. Oh, it is. In fact, bitterness almost uh, destroyed my potential for a ministry. Mm. And uh, there are a lot of people that get bitter at someone in their family. Yeah. Uh, not always. But I think of a person that was really hurtful to a young pastor. You know, different pastors have different temperaments. Some pastors have a style that's dictatorial. Some yeah. Yeah. are servants and real shepherds. Yeah. And uh, this young man went out to, from Bible college, and his first pastorate as a young man uh, had one deacon. This church was trying to be established, self-supporting, and that deacon would oppose him, everything he brought wow. up, basically. Mm. And that went on for years, and this uh, a young man was trying to shepherd this man's heart, but this young man was getting stiff-armed yeah. as a pastor, and then finally, this man saw this pastor loved him yeah. and wanted to take care of him. And he opened up and said, I am sorry. I have been wrong to you. I was hurt by a pastor some time back in my life. Wow. And he was taking it out on his new pastor who had a shepherd's heart. Yeah, yeah. So there's people like that out there. Yeah, and if we're not careful, we can be there. And, it, you know, it, there's almost a jealousy factor with bitterness, you know, that somebody else is making decisions that you think maybe you could do a better job at or you feel like somebody, and you know, another 
thought that I was thinking about bitterness is you, you almost feel like you're better prepared. I mean, I don't want to, uh, like you may be better prepared than someone else to make a particular decision, but I'm here to tell you friends that God has given us all a job, things to do, like as in Romans chapter 12 in our Bible. And, and, uh, God doesn't call us all to be the pastor. Exactly. And, uh, it's interesting that you just mentioned the jealousy because I, on my way over here today, I was called by a pastor and said, I want you to come and speak on Wednesday night like you did last year at our church. Wow. And he, I said, well, what you having this year? Last year it was family. He said, well, we're going through the characteristics of love in 1 Corinthians 13. Would you be open June 22nd? Because we want you to speak on envy. Wow. Well, Boy, that, after I got off the phone, I said, envy and jealousy. Uh, I'm afraid that if I start studying that, I might get under conviction myself. <laughs> so, folks, we kind of let you behind the curtain a little bit on this, but sometimes it's hard to be a preacher. Well, yeah, we, we because yeah. preachers do this. Uh, yeah. You know, kids do this with one another. The yeah. Envy and jealousy, the talents, the gifts, the yeah. positions that people get. Oh, I know. And, and ladies even. I, I'll, I'll tell you, I have witnessed firsthand, especially, and, in, in, you know, not picking on Stephanie. Stephanie and I put our stuff out there, you know, whatever we go through. We decided at the beginning of this podcast, we're putting it out there. Yeah. And uh, uh, short of anything that shouldn't be put out. But, I mean, just what's going on in life. And so many ladies have, you know, they either love Stephanie or have this total envy, crazy, jealous, bitterness. Uh, and not many of you. I mean, most of you listening to us today are people that are are just great and great to Stephanie, mm-hmm. and I thank you for that. I want to share a verse with you as we get ready to transition into a, a Proverbs this morning. But this one verse came to my mind, Pastor. It says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away uh, from you with all malice. And I... I I'll tell you, you know, I came to that verse, put it away, but not only put it away, put it away with all malice. Uh, Understand that this is hurting you. Understand that this is a battle that you're in. Understand that the devil wants you to lose this battle. I mean, that's what, when I see the verse, that's what I'm seeing there. Well, yes, really, someone said that bitterness is like drinking poison into your soul. Whenever we allow our thoughts and our hearts to generate that kind of thing, uh, you're going to eat yourself up inside. That's basically with poison. And Hebrews 12, verse 15, is another verse that says we ought to be watching out for one another. He says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Wow. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest any of you become a fornicator and a profane man such as Esau. Mm. And a classic example in scripture is Esau. Go study his life. Wow. And it was a family context thing. He, he was envying his brother. And look what his brother did to him. I mean, there's never yeah. a reason to do it. But this was a dysfunctional family. Yes. I, boy, yeah. I'll tell you, mom and dad had that family more mixed up than a, a soup sandwich. Boy, it's Par- Partiality to a child will tempt a child to become envious yeah. and bitter. Yeah, and, and folks, I think that's a lesson for all of us today that we got to understand, you know, as parents, we have a responsibility to to rear, to raise those children in God's word, mm. God's life, but we also have that responsibility to be godly 
and loving. And, and some of our children may not be as good as students or as the other, or may not be as good of a hunter in that case, or whatever the case may not be as manly. It doesn't matter what the case is, is, is God has given us all these gifts. So that's a, that's a pretty wonderful lesson right there, folks. Right. So. Well, one of the things about it is that parents should be careful about comparing their children to one another, throwing up. Right. I've seen it with young men. Uh, they be, be all frustrated with their parents, and it was basically, well, your sister Sally, she makes good grades in English. Why can't you? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yep. Yeah, and what, what had happens, I mean, one thing – Women are just naturally better with languages. I remember taking wow. Hebrew in graduate school, and we had one girl in that class, and she just wiped us all out. Oh, my wife, Debbie. Greek <laughs> and Hebrew, both straight yeah. A's. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that, they're good with details, and so they can do better. But parents don't take even that into consideration. They start throwing it up. And what they do is they turn their child into being provoked to anger. Mm. And yeah. so... This is apparently not supposed to be a parenting session, but it, it's turning out <laughs> well, that it's, way. I mean, it, you know, I, I was reading a quote the other day by George Herbert Walker Bush, so uh, the third, so the dad. Uh, yeah. You know, I guess he would have been our, our what, 41st president. And uh, anyway, I, I, was, I was reading a, a quote about George Bush, the dad, President Bush, and, and he was talking about his kids. He says, you know, his son had been elected president, and they were— they were interviewing him, and they said, did you see in George that he was going to be the president? He said, no, he really liked fire trucks when he was a kid. <laughs> and, uh, I, remember, I remember thinking about that quote. He said, uh, he said, sometimes George would just stare up at the sky for hours at a time. And oh, wow. he, said, he said, his mom said to me one day, he said, boy, that's not a real deep thinker we got there, George. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, you never know what's going through a young person's mind. I mean, George W. Bush graduated with a, you know, an MBA from Yale, uh, straight A's, uh, things he did in his life, made his own millions. And mm. uh, folks, I guess we let God go on that. And I, I want to move over now, if we can, to Proverbs chapter 17, where we've been. And in this first verse, I want to start with this anyway. It says, let a bear, verse number 12, robbed of her whelps meet a man rather than a fool in his folly. Now, this is quite an example here, Pastor. Mm. It says, you're better off meeting a brown bear out here in, the, in, you know, in South Carolina or out in the woods on a walk than you are a fool where there's folly than a fool out there espousing things that just aren't true, that just aren't right, that is trying to ruin your life. God's Word said you're better off with that bear, by the way. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm a hunter and from western Colorado. And I remember a situation or two along those lines. In fact, my wife and I on our honeymoon in the mountains, a remote area of uh, Colorado. Yeah. We were going for a walk down toward a canyon. And we looked up and here is a bear. Wow. And this is when bears have cubs out. Oh. And we didn't go down that trail. No. So, <laughs> yeah. But you rob one or you hurt it, and it's not God, it's cub, and they are fierce. Yeah. They will take anything on. You watch even uh, movies about a mother bear taking on a male bear that tries to hurt her cubs. Yeah. And they might be two-thirds the size, and they'll take on a male bear and tear them every way but loose, you know, as far as that goes. So... But yeah. this is sometimes what happens, though, whenever a person gets hurt, they become a mother bear. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, it's funny you should say that, but uh, 
you know, we went to Gatlinburg and they have signs up everywhere about the bears. Debbie and I went for a few days, our anniversary. And, and they say the number one cause of bears attacking people in the Gatlinburg pigeon forge area in Sevierville, all that area there is somebody trying to pet or feed the bears. They say, if you see the bears, you know, keep eye contact with them and back off. And they don't, they don't, everybody who gets hurt by a bear is somebody that goes and plays with that bear. Well, I'm here to tell you that everybody that gets hurt by a fool is sitting over there playing with that fool and listen to their folly. So many of you know, we've started to, we put in the middle of these broadcasts, we, we got to put a little downtime for uh, the radio stations that have now picked us up. So we'll be right back in just a minute. Well, great to have you back. And, you, you know, it's it's so funny, Pastor, that you, you talk about a fool and his folly. As we go through life, uh, you know, there's options every single day. And uh, there's options, you know, we go to work. Sometimes, you know, we may work over here. For instance, one of the biggest employers uh, just a few minutes from my home is BMW and Michelin. There's a couple of very large plants here. And you may not be... Uh, able to choose who you're working next to on an assembly line or in a factory, but you're able to choose who you listen to. Yes, exactly. And, you know, in this situation, we think in terms of being a fool. Yeah. It warns over and over in this chapter, don't listen to a fool. Don't let him influence you. Yeah. But a wise man will receive rebuke, he says, in this section of scripture. I'm glad for that. So the the characteristic of a wise person, and maybe we could just uh, define a little Hebrew here, in that uh, the issue of wisdom is very practical in Proverbs. Then mm. the theme of Proverbs is the wise man compared to the foolish man. And what wisdom is a Hebrew word, hakma, which indicates taking the best means to the best end in the best time. It's very practical. Any situation, what's the best means to handle this to the best end? A fool is the opposite of that, taking the wrong means to a bad end, and there's no good time for that. Yeah. So this is not just being tomfoolery, somebody joking around and always unwilling to get serious. This fool is someone that is making bad decisions that destroy them and others. That's right. Can bring you down. Can bring you to a really bad place. And and then this next uh, this next verse, verse number thirteen here in chapter seventeen. Whoso rewardeth evil for good, evil should not depart from his house. And uh, so, if somebody, if you do something good for somebody. I, I guess that's how I'm reading this. You've done something good. You've given someone a gift. You've went out of your way to help them to do something good. And, and, and because of that good, uh, you know, the evil has been brought back to you. So calamity and, and, and this terrible thing. So evil, uh, it's saying, whoso rewardeth evil for good. So the person who does that, uh, it's thinking about the, not the person who was rewarded the evil, but the person that does it. The evil's not going to depart from the house. They need to get. They need to break that cycle. Yes, yes. And the reason people oftentimes return evil for good is they don't even realize the good and the sacrifice of it. I mean, this is what Satan convinced Eve in the Garden of Eve, Eden. You know, you're being restricted. Yeah. Uh, and there were hundreds of trees that she could eat off of but one was restriction and satan always focuses on something that we don't like and gets us to focus on that 
And that's many times unthankfulness for looking at all the things someone's done for us or God has done for us. That's what ends up causing people to do things that are totally uncalled for, returning evil to someone that's done you good because you're not even seeing the good they did to you. And so that was exactly what Satan did with Eve and Adam. Yeah. And that's exactly what he tries to stir us into today. And so the key is don't return evil for good, but don't return evil for evil. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's good because that's what we want to do. That's how we're raised. Boy, if somebody makes you mad, you make them mad worse. You know, you yeah. turn up the volume on that oh. madness, you know. Oh, there was a uh, movie star that historically was always saying, make my day. Yeah. And we understand who that is, but it was always around a theme he had been done wrong. Yeah. And in this Western, he had been done wrong, and he was always payback guy. He's going to yeah. return evil for evil. He's going to destroy them because they hurt him. Well, the real issue is, and there's a sense of justice we all have, that people should be corrected. Yeah. But good is more powerful than evil. God has overcome our hearts yes. with the goodness of the Lord. It's He led us to repentance by the his own goodness. We look at the cross and he could have paid us what we deserve and just punished us and burned us in hell forever. Yeah. But what does he do? He gives us good for the evil we've given to him and he overcame our hearts. And And now how much more evil, how much more evil do people give him? You know, that's, that's the thing too. So exactly, exactly what you're saying. What an illustration there with this verse, because that's, that's exactly what we do to our Lord and savior. It's, a, it's exactly what we do. And, and folks, it's so hard sometimes to stop. And, you know, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, sometimes mm. sometimes we need to have a litmus test there. <laughs> to the Church of Philippi, Paul's saying, hey, have a litmus test here. Yes. Stop and ask yourself, did you just get something good? Did God bless you? Well, stop for a minute and thank him for that. Have yes. a conversation with him. Did, did that person just bless you? Well, if that's the case, stop for a minute and draw. You know, thank you notes change things. Yes, and a thanks list. Yeah. It, we give a thank you note to someone or thanks out of our heart, but I tell people any sin that you're facing, any temptation, thanksgiving is always in the scripture one of the reasons that you're going to come out of that temptation or that sin habit. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving. And bitterness is one of those. Think of this in 1 Thessalonians 5. He says, don't return evil for good. But in that passage, it says, if someone wrongs you, don't return evil with evil, but return evil with good. It says, rejoice evermore. Mm. And pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So once again, a thanks list. That's Psalm 103 list that I bring up often to people. Yeah, Get your thanks list. And if you get tempted to get bitter, get angry or envious, pull that out and go through the blessings you have. Even the blessings that person has given you. There might have been some wrong they did to you. Go confront them. But if they don't repent... You go away saying, thank you, God, though. They gave me this, and I will never forget what they did for me here. Yeah. And we're prone to focus on the negative. But if we get to thanking God for someone yeah. that we're getting bitter toward or just focused on their failure, get the thanks list out. I had to do that with my own dad. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I remember you told us that story. So uh, catch us up on that again. You told us a little bit about that here. Well, he, he, he dropped out of church right after I got saved. Mm. Uh, he was a critical perfectionist. And my siblings would all agree to that. But there were many good things about my dad. He was a yeah. man of integrity. And sure enough, when God started dealing with me about my bitterness toward my dad, he said, now, Tony, I want you to quit rejecting me who gave you the dad you needed. I chose your dad for purposes. You may not have understood those purposes, but I chose to give you the parents you have. And after I said, oh, God, I, I, forgive me for rejecting your choice of my dad. Then God said, now start thanking me for all the good things I gave to you through your dad. Yeah. And I had a blank list. And God started filling in the blanks saying, hey, he taught you to tell the truth. Mm. He taught you to work. He showed you how to be faithful to a woman that he's married to. He never walked away from your mother. Mm. And boy, I got this thanks list. And then I I got ashamed and I felt guilty. I'd been bitter at him about one or two things Mm. that weren't perfect about him. And all these other things, I had missed the joy of looking at them. Yeah, you you know that there's almost... uh, uh, something you said preaching a few years ago. I, I always keep notes. I carry around a book with me and keep notes when I when I uh, listen to someone preach and go to church. And, and something Pastor said a few years ago is, you know, as we get older and we look back at things, boy, things look a little different. <laughs> They're clearer. <laughs> and uh, so I think what, what, what Pastor just said makes good sense. If I take that thanks list now, I can accelerate that process. I don't have to wait. Uh, until 10 years after someone goes to heaven or 20 years after, you know, if you have a thanks list now, you can stop. And, and, and I see this pastor, I know we only got a minute and a half or so, but I, I see this so many times when I'm talking to people that folks want to compare their spouses or compare their children Mm -hmm. or compare their educations. And, and, and it's, it's this bitterness thing going on, you know, well, maybe they got a little better, maybe they got a little worse, or maybe I can show my, there's a root of this thing that goes on. But if you, if you write down what I'm, Hey, this is what I'm thankful for. Amen. You know, I, I graduated from a secular university. My education system all began at Northern Virginia Community College, uh, uh, University of New York, Albany. I mean, I, I came that, but there's so many things I'm thankful for within that education mm-hmm. system. Yes. And I'm thankful I went through the seminary, and don't get me wrong, but I meet so many people who have, they live a life of negatives that happen to them. and uh, Vain and, regrets. Yeah. Living, living in regret. And so I guess the answer is we need to sit down and say, what do we have now? What has God given us? Where are mm. we going? You know, we started this off today talking about bitterness, that characteristic. And as God always does, he, he turned this whole conversation to bitterness, doing the right thing, staying away from that silly old fool. And, uh, and, and that whole evil thing, if you're rewarding evil for good, it's going to stick in your house. You better get that right with God. Yes. And, uh, and so, folks, this is what we have to say to you today. We're so honored to be able to come on and talk to you today. I am so thankful for Pastor Tony Miller, longtime college dean, longtime pastor, longtime friend, counselor for being with us today. Here's the great news. He's going to be with us tomorrow too. So keep listening. And uh, this is a Monday that we're saying goodbye to you folks, but I want you to pay attention, particularly on Friday. Uh, We're going to be asking Pastor Miller some open questions about narcissism and things like that and how we can help ourselves to get away from that and how we can help ourselves uh, help others or get away from others. So we're going to be talking about that. So make sure you do that. We sure do love you folks, and we look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. May God bless you.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. Doug and Stephanie, you. thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.